Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Thanks for coming by, dude. Thank you for having me. I watched all of your shows. Like, I've seen a lot of them. Don't watch any of them, all Haley right. Knox. I won't. No more. I like no. that voice you just did. Thank, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for having me. You do accents? Uh, jokingly. I don't even know what accents I do. I just kind of randomly do them. You got different voices? Sort of, yeah. To channel? Yeah. By the way, uh, Heather's here, Dan's here, and Haley Knox is in the Hi. studio. Hey, girl. Hello. Well, Haley Knox There's and all, voice. all of her different personalities <laughs> that live yes. inside. Yes. You're very soft-spoken when you're just like conversationally communicating. Yes, I think. I guess so, yeah. You mean talking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conversationally speaking. But, but yeah. when she's performing, when you're performing, you are, dude, like, is this wrong to say that, like, something takes over you? Um, No, I'd say, I mean, I guess so. I think the nerves kind of beforehand, I kind of channel it in a way. But I also do speak weird on stage. Like, people have told me they think I'm from, like, England. It's like, no, I'm from New York. Yeah. <laughs> do you even notice you're doing it? Not, I mean, I don't know. It's a nervous thing, I think. Uh-huh. Like, I'll go up and just, like, in between songs, start speaking, like, from another, I don't even <laughs> know. Yeah. Do you even Weird. know what you're saying? No, and I mumble a lot, so people are like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you refocus these nerves, and, like, really, like, your your voice gets deep. There's a look in your eye that is, like, this fiery passion. <laughs> I, I've watched you perform in, like, a really cool venue, someplace I don't even know what it's called, but it was, like, Tiny, yeah. the right size. Was it the bootleg? I'm just I'm maybe. Guessing. There's a lot of wood. Okay. It's a lot of very wood aesthetic. Okay, maybe um, I don't know. This Michael Bloom performed. Yes, bootleg. Bootleg. I believe it was the bootleg. It was it, really. It was, it was a great performance because, like, it was like the energy just instantly changed. Oh, thank you. That was a cool show. Michael Bloom's awesome. I love him. Not as cool as you, though. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> Hardwire mixtape that is out right now. Yes. Uh, what is this mixtape? What, what um, why, why are we calling it a mixtape? Because it's, I mean, for me, I am personally all over the place, I feel like. And I think with this body of work, you get a feel for how I create, which is kind of random, 3 a.m., at random, the weirdest times. Like, you know, Hardwired, Maggie and I wrote that at the hotel, like, randomly on the floor. You know, we, we had to just pulled the guitar out and started messing around. And we were eating chocolate chip cookies mm, and just yum. hanging out and... Yeah, I created weird times, but um, this mixtape is from songs like from three years ago to stuff I produced in my garage band at three in the morning. So it's just a lot of different. So it really is kind of like a mixtape, right? Yeah. Because like a mixtape could, you can almost consider anything a mixtape. It's a collection of different songs yeah. that are put on one sort of CD or tape or whatever the vessel is yeah. to put the music into your ears. Um, but But the fact that songs come from, three years ago yeah. to now the the shortest song I think on the album is like 50 seconds long yeah I mean I put a voice memo on there from my phone nice <laughs> is that it's, unicorn mushroom <laughs> yes what was going on there um that was me just and my friend hanging out in the car and we you know just when that thing starts going beep 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 and we started doing like a little beatbox thing and it's kind of how I create again it's like capturing these voice memos randomly when I get weird ideas and it kind of shows you that so I thought it would be I mean, it was a weird. I was like, should I include this? But I thought it was just a cool way to showcase, like, yeah. Why'd you call it unicorn it's mushroom? Because I was like, unicorn mushroom um, sounds like you're doing mushrooms and you're seeing unicorns. <laughs> no, I just love those um, emojis, and I I think they're great little emojis. Uh-huh. You use you use the mushroom emoji? <laughs> yeah, it's just a fun one. Just to throw in there. Just to throw in there. Spice up a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does it? Do you have like a consistent 
creative process, like all records start this way because you beatbox, you do it so well. Oh, really? He's she's amazing. I, well, I don't do it that well. Liar! <laughs> you can't just say that. <laughs> but but you, I really don't have a process. It's different every time. I mean, some use. I'd say melody for me usually comes first. Okay. I think if somebody gave me a list of food or I could read the menu and create a song out of it, it's weird. I don't know. I remember I played a show in upstate New York in like June. Like it was like a open mic sort of thing. Cool. You know, just playing this gig, me and my guitar and loop pedal. And I was reading the menu, <laughs> like just joking around, you know. And yeah, I just like to create melodies out of weird things. That is a party trick. Yeah. You I should guess. do that at every party. <laughs> I should. So, but like beatboxing, mm -hmm. when it comes to like, would you use that to figure out the right production for a song, the right transition in production? When I started looping, I, you know, that loop pedal, you could do so much and... You have to like, I mean, it's your band. So for me, when I was touring and it was just me, that loop pedal and guitar, I had to find ways to make it full. So I learned some more percussive stuff on the guitar and then slowly kind of, I don't even think I really can beatbox, but I do like, you know, keep it moving. I just do a little beatbox to get some drum in there. Um, and yeah, I just, being with that loop pedal, you could do so many things. You have to kind of pack it all in and make a track in front of people so and also kind of overwhelming uh definitely <laughs> that, that's what yeah. Ed Sheeran is doing right um does he, he beatbox no I mean this, that's what he does when he's on stage oh, alone he loops. yes that's yeah, what he's, he's doing okay I was just wasn't sure if that's exactly what you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah oh. so it's like I will record guitar down do some background harmonies and then sometimes beatbox <laughs> so it all depends but when you're building those songs is it the same sounds every time um, or do they kind of deviate because it it's depends, live it depends because i i like i mean it's obviously better when you have something planned but for me i love to improv and do like on the spot coming up with random things and when i was doing a lot of live streaming too it's so fun when people i would just say come with your favorite food and whatever <laughs> and i'd put it in the loop sarah loves pizza you know just like weird <laughs> i did it on tour too it was really fun. fun and people it gets their attention They're like what the hell's going on it's just she's singing fun. about broccoli yep broccoli okay so when you're writing a record right mm -hmm. let's look at hardwired beautiful song thank you i've listened to the song from its most infancy of stages and you knew right from the the, the get-go that it was something special. Yeah. You, you talked about, like, being with Maggie and chocolate chip cookies. But in order to get, right? Sorry, yeah, just funny. But in order to get into, like, the headspace of Hardwired, which is pretty much about who you are, it's, mm -hmm. like, how you're written and your code yeah. and your DNA, there's depth in that. Mm -hmm. Does it take time to get there? Definitely. I, I think it was kind of a weird... So I had Hardwired... Just that hardwired differently. That little piece that I had showed to Maggie, which a lot of times I second guess my ideas and I like I'm like, I don't know if this is something it could be. So I showed it to Maggie and she was like, we should expand on this. You know, we should because she must have you know, been like, maybe we could, you know, this could go somewhere because I for, I don't know. I have so many ideas. I forget to go and finish them. But um, I, I, showed that. Her <laughs> I, I understand that. Right. Like your notes are probably filled yeah. with just voice memos and. Random lyrics. Things that could be something that I don't know if they could, you know, I just second guess too much. But we, I showed her that chorus idea. And then I think we had just spent that whole night coming up with verse lyrics and really just, it was like a therapy session, honestly. It felt like, you know, it's just because those, that verse, it's like really like a journal entry of my insecurities, basically, it feels like. 
But I think because it's so real, a lot of people, it's cool seeing the messages of people connecting with it so much. Zach Sancho. Hey, everybody in my family has been annoying me to get them this this holiday season. It is perfect for anybody who has a mouth. It made it to Oprah's O list and you use it twice a day. I'm talking about a toothbrush, but not any kind of toothbrush. I'm talking about the toothbrush of the now, which is also the toothbrush of the future, Quip. This thing is beautiful. I'm going to say it like it's sexy looking. When I look at my sink and I see my Quip toothbrush hanging up there on my mirror, I'm like, oh, this is the bathroom of the future. Everybody in my family wants this thing. My mom, my stepmom, my dad, my sister, and my grandma have all put in requests for, for Quip. I, I get it, though, because it is really amazing. It's the first electric toothbrush ever to be accepted by the American Dental Association. And this thing has over 5,000 verified five-star reviews. Quip is no joke. It pops right there on your mirror. That same holder that pops in your mirror can be used as a carrying case, so your Quip is easy to use on the go. Plus, there's no clunky charger with your Quip. Use one battery, it runs for three months like a charm. I don't think I can navigate my dental life without my Quip. It looks beautiful, it's so effective, and it's really fun to use. I genuinely, genuinely love my Quip. Try it out if you need a toothbrush or if you want to buy something for somebody you love this holiday. The Quip is perfect. Like, it looks like this fancy big-ticket tech gift, but it really has the price of a stocking stuffer. And if you buy a toothbrush right now through me, you go to getquip.com sang, you're not only going to get a toothbrush, but you're also going to get a free refill pack. That refill pack will come with a new battery and a new head to go right on your Quip. That is getquip.com sang. Getquip.com sang. 5,000 verified five-star reviews. I promise you, Quip is no joke. If I can use it, if Oprah can use it, and if my grandma's begging me for one, you should definitely check it out. Getquip.com slash sang. Zach Sang Show. Is it hard for you to hear your insecurities like that? Or does... Um, yes and no. I mean, I guess putting it into a song, it's it's just cool in a way. I don't know. It lets it... It's the emotion out there. I don't know. It was talking to Maggie was really interesting because again, it felt like a therapy thing, but it was yeah. But once it's out there, does it lessen? <laughs> get in circles. No, you're not. Does it lessen the insecurities once it's out there in the world? A little, I guess so. I mean, even when I sing like, I la- what is the lyric? I'm forgetting my own. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I. Can I laugh. Yeah, I laugh when I'm weak. Yeah. Um, and somebody had asked me about that the other day. It's just. I guess it takes a little bit of the pressure because I'm just stating it op- right in the open, you know? This, the first, is, this is me. I, I, yeah. Here I am. The first yeah. step to fixing a problem is admitting that you have one. Yeah. And now it's in a song. <laughs> yep. And you laugh when you're feeling weak, which yeah. totally understandable. I do the same thing, right? You're yeah. uncomfortable. You don't know what to say. Start to laugh and walk away. Yep. Yeah. I laugh a lot. And then you slowly yep. back away. <laughs> Yes, or you don't know what somebody's saying. You just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Would you say Hardwired is the record on this, I don't want to call it an album, mm-hmm. on the mixtape that is the most true to you? I think so, yeah. I mean, we named the mixtape after that song, Hardwired Mixtape. Um, I think it's the most vulnerable song I've ever written. And yeah, I think it's the most me. Those verses like are me, you know. I I don't know. It's just listing things I go through. Things I don't know. Yeah, it's the most me. <laughs> so yes, yes. The answer is yes. When you're creating music, are you creating music for hits, or are you creating music to share yourself? Um, I just 
I love being able to pick up a guitar and have get people's attention by a good lyric and a good melody and just so really just for for me for you know to express how I'm feeling at a certain time and try and get that emotion through the song I guess yeah I'm not trying to we're gonna make a hit (laughs) (laughs) but but after you have hardwired out like there's a certain level of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and uh I don't transparency that you now have do you feel like you have to have that transparency in every song you put out there um I mean, I'd like to be as honest as I can with lyrics. I, I try to, I don't know. It's lyrics are a weird thing because there are times where I want to be fun and just go like make weird, like traumatized. I'm talking about Sour Patch Kids. I love Netflix, that song. which is just a fun one to sing. And I've, yeah, um, I don't know. It depends on the vibe of how you're feeling that day, you know. Um, but I definitely try to be as honest as I can in my lyrics. Yeah. So, okay, hardwired. Songs are scattered, but top to bottom, is there a story or is this album just you? I think it's me. I think, I don't know. It's weird because I I, th- I think about, is there a through line here? I don't know. I, I Maybe, I guess I'm me singing these things, make the it the through line. line. You know, I don't know. But yeah, it's just, it's interesting because there's so many different producers on this one and I, I produced some of these weird little interlude songs, which is, like, scary. I was like, is this worthy of getting out there in the world? Because I, <laughs> I really have just started kind of getting into the world of production, which is so exciting. And just, I mean, I'm still on GarageBand, but I love GarageBand. <laughs> and it's just so fun to create on GarageBand, so. It, isn't, like, production is such an important part for somebody who makes, I mean, it's an important part of any song mm-hmm. and any piece of music. But for you and your vocals are so strong and so unique to you, matched with these lyrics and these stories that are being told that are so true, but also vulnerable, yeah. production can either heighten and make those stories and your vocals shine mm-hmm. even brighter, or it can totally drown it out yeah. and dilute whatever it is you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Is it important for you to become a producer? Um, I think yes, because I mean, I feel like I always have an ear for melody and just weird sounds, and I love to craft. I mean, I, for that Hold Me piece on there, I had just started with vocals. It was like, hold me, don't let anybody before me, and stacked up all these vocals and just had this weird idea that I threw down on GarageBand and then slowly tried to figure out what would fit around this musically. It was a weird, you know, I don't, I don't know if people usually start with a vocal and just stack up vocals, but I, I, that's how it started. And even though it's a snippet song, it's like this piece of just like, you know, hold me. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I mean, the, if I could produce my own stuff and really learn either like the real way to product production, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's more me then. I just, yeah. you know, it's all me. It would be cool to have like a full album one day where I produced and wrote it and did it all on me. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Was there a sound that you liked the best? Because I was listening and I was like, every one of these songs has a different sound to it. Like one sounds like <laughs> Destiny's Child. The other one sounds like something you'd hear today. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do you pick where you go with that? Because I, I listen to so many different genres. I love rap. Is that why you put out a mixtape? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe the next one will be all rap. Straight <laughs> hip hop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I listen to a lot of genres and you hear that in the... Yeah, you definitely do. Now in the song, Don't Got One. Mm-hmm. What is that one thing that you don't have? There isn't just one thing, I don't think. I think it's all these things that... I don't, there's not really one. It's just an overall statement of feeling like you have no one. <laughs> like, just feeling lonely in a time uh, of, like... 
yeah you you know there's so many with the internet and it's just like there's so many I don't know you follow I follow a lot of people and I sometimes get lost in it and just compare when you shouldn't compare yourself to people and oh just, that's a bad thing I do it all yeah. the time story of my life <laughs> so I guess it's just about feeling like there's so many you have access to so many things on your phone now it's like ah there's too many too much info but and then just yeah feeling like you have nobody even Lonely. when even when we have so much in the palm of our yeah. hands seeing you know just numbers and you can it appears people have millions of friends and then you could just be sitting at home on the couch eating chips and that's how it is <laughs> all alone. Yeah. Yeah, not a follower there next to you nope <sighs> Who do you compare yourself to, Dan? Well, you just see, like, people on the internet or Instagram, like, mm-hmm. these celebrities, they have all these, like you said, friends and private mm-hmm. jets and they're partying, but at the end of the day, they're probably doing the same thing you're doing, comparing themselves to other people. Yeah. Like, the internet's a lie. It's mm-hmm. a people, constant, vicious cycle. People only put the good things on the internet. Yeah. So. So what's the answer? An honest internet? I don't know. It's not it's, possible. I don't think the internet will ever be honest. Of course. Completely. Never, ever. We're tackling two big problems. Mm-hmm. Two big of problems. Let's get back to Hardwire Mixtape. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Stay focused. Traumatized. You brought that record up. Great song. You Did you write every one of these songs or have a hand in writing every one? Um, yes. Co-wrote some and some on me, just me. Where's yeah. Traumatized at? In this? Traumatized I co-wrote with um, the people I worked on my first EP with A Little Awkward. So Peter Zizzo, Mac Mangini, and Monty Coppola, who are awesome. And so they really helped me with that first EP. And then this was a song from like three years ago when I was still in that, you know, how do I even write a song era? Um, Why so, did you choose to put it on here? Because I love that one. I think, I mean, I've been playing that one on tour for like three years now too. And people have tweeted me that they really love that one. It's cool when you play a song live and people actually respond to it so much like that. So it's nice to be able to say it's out there. And I just love that one. It's so fun to play. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Mm-hmm. Good song as well. Thank you. <laughs> How did that Good record start? Title. Uh, it was actually a joke. The chorus, <laughs> the chorus was on the ukulele. We were like, "All you ever do is bitch, bitch, bitch." It was. I remember it being a joke, and we weren't sure if that like should we actually stick with this, but we stuck with it. Um, and at the time, it was produced very poppy, which again, production does has such an impact on the song because it was like this really almost like very bubbly gummy kind of bubbly gummy is that a word i don't know it is it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was very major sounding all you do is bitch but it took like three years again to really figure out a production that everybody loved because it's a strong message and i think the way we went with it because it's so blunt all you do is bitch um we decided to have it a bit more edgy in production and just kind of Bring it in this jammy world. I remember I was jamming with my friend Miles. He brought his stand-up bass in. Sick. And it was just like, we, the jam became how we wanted to produce it because it was just like this, and then percussive guitar it's, stuff. But that's perfect. Yeah. It's the right amount of everything. Mm-hmm. And when you're saying bitch, 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 strong words, strong <laughs> message. Yeah. Production doesn't really need to make that any stronger or more mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. You jam a lot, and that kind of leads you into some different areas, whether yeah. it be lyrics or production. Jamming I, is, it leads to the song being a song, I think, for me, because you, you could leave a voice memo rolling, 
and then just just jam for like 20 minutes straight and pick apart this could be a verse this could be a something you know but you go in like with a clear head you don't have any sort of goals in this jam session it's just wherever the music goes you go for me when i'm not thinking my best stuff comes it's weird when your mind is set on let's make a hit or let's make a something i think it's i don't know so usually i feel like the most when you the least when you unexpect things or what am I saying? Like even with Hardwired again, I always go back to that song because it's just weird that after all those sessions of writing with people, it happened to be Hardwired that feels the most real of me sitting on the floor in the hotel room. You know, <laughs> it's just the randomest time. Some of the best things come when you least expect it. When you least expect Dude, I want to be a part of one of these jam sessions. You just can't like, play any instruments. No, no, no. I don't want to play in the jam session. I just want to hang Can out you in the corner. a little beatbox? There it is. There it so is. You can't right. do it. Don't lie. Going, going. That's all I can do. No way. Second. Don't believe it. Nah, she's stupid talented. <laughs> I can't wait for you to perform for everybody. Yes. Because it's spectacular. You, pull on, you, you put on a kick-ass show. You were part of a sister duo. It was you and your yeah. sister at first. How many years did that last? like two or three years we did a lot of i mean yeah two or three years we were the knock sisters and i loved that time it was so fun having her up on stage i wish she was more into it um but is she the reason it you know, fizzled um, out i don't know yes she was the one no. <laughs> How dare she? But <laughs> she um <laughs> i guess there's a lot of it, it's a lot of attention being on stage and just pressure you know photos and you gotta I'm ready to sing, you know, it's just the, <laughs> and yep. she, you know, it's a lot of pressure and I think she would prefer to do it as a hobby and hang out at home and jam, which I totally understand. So it's fun when I come home and she's home from school and we can just jam and create. So I appreciate those times when I get her to sit down and we can make and sing stuff. Was it hard at first to part ways creatively um, and professionally? I mean, once I found that loop pedal, <laughs> I really don't need her anymore. Hi. She wasn't even there. You have a yeah. new sister. <laughs> but even with the loop, you know, she she loops. She's so talented. I, I'm going to get her up on stage one of these days. But um, the loop pedal is great. And it kind of took her place. But <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she feels great about it. Yeah. But your parents kind of connected to music too? Yeah. Dad taught me guitar when I was seven. Sweet. Yeah. Does he make music? Um, no, just a music lover. Plays guitar at home and, yeah, jams out to Dave Matthews 24-7. Sweet. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. There you go. You're whack up. That is, I don't even know his words. That's close enough. Um, <laughs> does, yeah. he, does he force you to play guitar or does he, like, strategically um, plays a guitar in your eye? Line? Sometimes he's like, yo, pick up the guitar. You know, he wants to jam and I'm like, uh, okay, let's jam. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, we have like recordings when I'm like little singing Blackbird by the Beatles. He taught that was the first song I learned on guitar. He taught me, and I remember being in Florida with family and just learning Blackbird by the Beatles, like hanging out with cousins, like do 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 do. Yeah, it's weird memories with dad. Another great party trick. Blackbird you playing by Blackbird the by the Beatles? Yeah, <laughs> I can sing what's on the menu, and I can play Blackbird. Yeah, Zach sang show. Hey, I want to talk to you about the S word, school. I've been thinking about going back to college for a little bit now. My mom brings it up every now and then. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I need the right school for me. And maybe one of our sponsors is that school. If you're like me and you've been considering going back to school, you got to ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that need to be easily transferred? 
Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University could be the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 150 highly ranked degree programs 100% online, so you're going to earn the same degree that you would on campus on your own schedule from wherever you are. It's totally up to you, which to me, that's like the coolest thing in the world. Plus, ASU Online accepts so many different transfer credits. They're just, they're there to make it easy for you. If you want more information, text Zach to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. And you'll learn why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates. And why 87% of ASU grads are recruited for jobs within the first 90 days of graduation. That's really impressive. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive. Arizona State University. If you want to learn more about ASU online degree programs, text Zach to 35517. That is Zach, Z-A-C-H, to 35517. Zach Sancho. YouTube covers were kind of in your zone, too, a little bit. Yeah. But, like, quickly, did you appreciate the art of being able to take somebody else's story and make it your own? Yeah, I I just love to, again, melody. I'm always, like, I love songs a lot of times because the melody pulls me in and the lyric, but... Um, I like to put my own spin on songs, and then with that loop again, you have that, like you're able to just make things so weird and change it up. But um, so when you first hear a song that you want to cover, mm-hmm. how does your head break it down? Um, it depends on the song. I mean, sometimes when I do live streams too, even with like a rap song, I'll make it totally different. Like I remember, oh, what did I do? I we did like a Nicki Minaj song on tour. And just made it this jazzy thing. It was like, um, what song was it? It was like this mashup. I think we did, it was like Crazy Train. And then I saw this. Yeah, I think we change up the songs every night. I'd throw a different one in there every now and then. Oh, um, sick. One time I put in B, uh, Justin Bieber, boyfriend. And it was just like, if I was your boyfriend, just change it up totally. See, I can never do that. It's too <laughs> on the fly for me. <laughs> yeah, I love the on the fly stuff. Because then you just you can have fun and get out of your head for a minute and not have the show be so planned, you know? And I just love those moments of just, let's just throw this in there randomly. But the audience appreciates it too, because you're mm-hmm. a human being. Which is new with a band now, because I'm starting with a band, and it's a lot of fun, but with a band, you know, you're working together and you have things set, and they're like, try, I don't know, sometimes I change things up randomly. Why are we doing like, this band? Why do we want a band? They're so expensive. Because I love, my, my drummer's awesome. And yeah. it's just so, I played Austin City Limits recently. Oh, that's fun. It was crazy. Um, and you, I mean, for that, I feel like I needed energy and band, and it was just such a cool experience with a drummer up there with me and this female bassist. They oh, that's were awesome. pretty sick. Yeah, you, you do. Uh, did I see you with a band? I think I did see you yes, with a band. Yes, you saw me with Nick. He's awesome. And he at the time, he didn't. He wasn't on a kit, but he was on um, MPC where he did, like, drum. Cool. I can't even do it, but. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm thinking in my head is like, you know, Ed Sheeran, he has really great profit margins, <laughs> making a lot of money, just him yeah. and that loop pedal. Yeah. I mean, I can always revert back to pedal if I'm like, if I, you know, if the band members become evil, but <laughs> they would never become evil, but I don't know. Yeah. But I do incorporate the loop even with, in the full set, you know, I try to, cause I, I always just think there's something special about using that pedal just being able to throw harmonies and stack it up for a minute just do weird stuff with it what do you do for fun uh, movies <laughs> what do you do for fun yeah. um, you got friends no friends no <laughs> me too um i don't know good food movies and you live in new york full-time yeah but from nashville 
Oh, I've never been from Nashville. What? Where, are you, you from New York? You just put like a little southern accent on when you said that. Yeah. Oh, I've, never been, been, I've never been from I'm, Nashville. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why I saw Nashville. Oh. Um, from New York? Yeah, always. I've lived upstate my whole life. Where upstate? Carmel. Oh, County. yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. totally heard of it. Carmel, really? New York. No. <laughs> I love Carmel. No, yes. I like car- caramel. There's not much to do in caramel. caramel. I like. So I, I take the train down into the city. Well, oh, honestly, nice. I don't take the train down that much, but usually for, I, I don't know, I'm contradicting. <laughs> Why are you lying? Well, I take the, I, I need to spend a day where I go into the city and explore. You know, a yeah. lot of times I go into the city, it's work, work and writing and just, it's an hour and a half train ride. So I'm like, you know, I got to get home, but you I got to give myself time to just explore the city. That's a hearty trip. Yeah. Carmel, New York is not New York City. No. Wow. Doesn't sound like it. No. <laughs> you opened up for Charlie Puth a long time ago, right? Yes. How was that? That was very cool. That was my first tour. That's which, a big first tour. Yeah. And that was, so that was um, promoting A Little Awkward, my first EP. And I don't know, I, I listened to Charlie. So meeting him on his tour bus that first day was like, hello, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but right? it was just very cool. Um, just saying that I opened for Charlie is just like a, doesn't feel real you know yeah and i love his new stuff too he beat boxes oh yes and he's like perfect pitches and nuts yeah he's a crazy person yeah what do you do you learn anything from watching him perform every night um yeah i it's it's so funny a part of that tour is like a blur because it just feels so like did that happen (laughs) um but yeah i mean he's great with the audience like talking to them for me stage presence and just the communicating with an audience is like nerve-wracking because you just have to focus and pretend you're talking to one person i guess that's what i've been told but it's just uh yeah communicating to the audience is always weird especially I, when you mumble and you speak in weird <laughs> accents so, uh, <laughs> I, i'm just you like type what you want to say yeah or i should just have like a trigger or i just hit a drum pad and it speaks for i have something yeah. planned you have for you hello this next song is <laughs> Yeah, that would be really bad. <laughs> or you put like a Prince thing and like perform with your back to the audience and you look at nobody. Maybe. Or turn the lights off. Yeah. Total darkness. <laughs> Wig or something. It's a good weird. idea. Yeah. You think it's crazy now. <laughs> it's not like a good idea. Don't do that. Branding point. Mm-hmm. Um, hardwired. Mm-hmm. Mixtape. It is great top to bottom. A lot of songs on this sucker. I don't want to like... Hardwired obviously is the clear standout just because I love music like that. Traumatized number two on my list Mm -hmm. when you look at the future of what you want your sound to be is there just one sound or will your future of music always sound like the collection of sounds that make up this mixtape i feel like i I won't know i don't know until you really you get in a room and there are times where i'm like oh i want to do this but then the next day i want to do something totally different so i just i'm i love so many genres and it's hard to say this is going to be my sound for this this is what I want to do but I mean I I think for this trip of writing and I just want to make sure that the songs are able to pull you in from again just lyric and melody if I could just pick up a guitar and you know have the song be something without production I think that's cool just that I guess so the sound I don't know I I don't know about production production's a weird world yes It, it can change the whole song but but I always hear that a sign of a good song is that if you can strip back everything and just play it on a guitar, yeah. that's how you know. So that's my goal, I guess, to have these songs be awesome and just, you know, sit in there with a the guitar. Yeah. Because Hardwired, I feel like that's how that started. 
again, just me and a guitar and my insecurities. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, literally, I mean, that's that. the worst. Yep. Yeah. I laugh when I'm weak. <laughs> I'm like, I want, like, I want to go to a Haley Knox show and be like, feel like I'm like in a jam sesh with you yeah. and your friends. Just vibing out. Yeah, totally I'll have casual. to play on stage. Please. Yes. Do you, I, I don't do well up there. Do you play guitar? I, oh, was that uh, Camila's guitarist that I saw you doing yes, a video? Yes, you know, is awesome. How'd you meet her? Random event, too. It was like I was rehearsing for some tour I was about to go on, and the sound guy happened to bring her in the room. Juno was just hanging out on the couch while I was rehearsing. I think I was rehearsing in the weekend cover, you know, just going through and like, yeah, we'll do this one for the set, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it was earned it. Um she was just hanging out there, and I had no idea. She was, like, touring with Fifth Harmony at the time. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, so we ended up talking afterwards. She's like, yeah, I sing, and I play for Fifth Harmony. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was just crazy. And then we ended up filming a video outside of the rehearsal space, which has, like, 16 million views of us just, again, jamming. It's just the Love things you, I don't know, the unexpected, propping iPhone up. She was playing this really cool percussive guitar part and we did this lewis the child song yeah it's just the weirdest time and and that's my the views of that one it's the biggest i've ever had just the spur of the moment is that because of you playing with her is that because the songs you did do you have any idea why that one blew up i think we just vibe really well together like we just have this cool chemistry when it's her and i and you feel we're having fun jamming you feel that so yeah, you match your yeah. musical integrity, the yeah. both of you, and like mm-hmm. you, it's nice because she performed with you, I think, at yes. Bootleg. We did a, or I don't think she performed, but she was there in the audience. Is she there? I, are you sure she didn't get up on stage and do one thing with you? I don't think, unless my mind is. I could be going out. crazy, but I definitely thought I saw. I, Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I can't. You both sound crazy. Forget. No, because I thought I saw her perform with you, and then I was so obsessed with it that I went home and watched all the videos. <laughs> like, of her, so and then her of you, and then just you. Again, I can be crazy. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. But We did a tour together, though. We opened up for AJR together, me and her. So maybe it was one of those shows. Maybe it was that. Yeah. Who else have you opened for? Mm-hmm. Charlie, AJR, anybody um, else? R5, us the duo, Ruth B. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> I'm so used to like opening it's cool so then when I did like Austin City Limits it was an hour set and I was like oh how am I gonna do this <laughs> what do I do with an hour <laughs> yeah so I mean the band again really backed me and it was just a cool opportunity so 2019 what do we want here do we want more music out there into the world do we want a full fledged tour what's uh, ideal I think a bit of both I think more music definitely I mean I'm gonna keep writing and Make songs that I like and yeah, more music. <laughs> yes. More music. More music. You sound like Borat. Borat. Well, you could also open for Camille. You could just share a guitarist. Oh, that That's easier. Cool. You guys could both save some money. That That's cool. Awesome. Economical. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to keep this good, the band thing, at least share one of the band members. Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. She's amazing. Cut some costs. Any other questions? No. Hardwired mixtape. Totally worth your ear. Very much mm-hmm. worth your ear. Try it out. Seriously, it's a beautiful body of work. Thank and you. you are a stellar human being and an awesome artist. And I've I wanna just hear you jam one day. Just let me just chill in the corner. Okay. We'll have to do that. I'll say nothing. <laughs> I think Zero. I do have one more question. So some of the short songs, are they unfinished songs that'll get like longer versions eventually? They could be, yeah. I mean the one red eye too 
which I love. And that was, again, a random 3 a.m. before I was flying back to New York. My friends and I, he was playing the piano, and we came up with that red-eye idea. And that's just about missing home, which a lot of a lot of the, these songs kind of have that about them. It's about, like, lyrically, because you know, I'm learning about the travel as an artist, because it's a lot of flying, even touring, and it hits you, but... What was the question? I don't even know. What I said, <laughs> are you going to make some of the shorter songs? Are you going to like make them full songs? Or are you just going to leave them like the short songs you have on the mixtape? Oh, yes. So they might be complete. I'm, they might be in the future. I could expand on them. Yeah. It's not a definite. I don't know. I mean, I guess I, for now, I liked that idea of doing, showing you a snippet of something I've created. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in the future, they could potentially be full songs. And they serve as like a bridge between records and it keeps yeah. it flu- uh, fluid. But you might have just hit on another through line, right? Missing mm-hmm. home. But yeah. Because these songs are a little dated or some of the songs on the album mm-hmm. go back all the way to three years. Are you still in that mindset? Do you still miss home? Some. I mean, I think I need to stop wishing I'm, when I'm touring, wishing I'm home or when I'm home, wishing I'm touring. I think it's just <laughs> paying attention to where I am right now and just... You know, not wishing I'm somewhere else all the time. But I think that'll, yeah, that's just a growing thing. You know, just paying attention to where you are and being present. Maturity. Yeah. Adulthood. Scary. I don't know. You mentioned 3 a.m. a couple of times. Matchbox 20 has a song called 3 a.m. where you talk about 3 a.m. and must be lonely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it all makes sense now. You should go hang out with Matchbox 20. You won't be lonely anymore. Yeah. That's what Dan's trying to say. That's what. I, that's exactly what I said. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> if you hang with them, you won't be lonely. If they hang with you, they won't be lonely. Yeah. Just New be, amigos. Yeah. Where's Matchbox 20 at? Rob Thomas. He's out there. He's doing great things. Oh, <laughs> Diamonds on the floor. Yeah. Great freaking song. Anyway. anyway. Hardware. <laughs> Are y'all just going to like say the exact same things as I say it? <laughs> no, I, just, I didn't know where we were going to go with that one, so we both realized it. We gotta go. Hardwired mixtape, totally worth your ear. Also, you're gonna perform, so yes. I'm pumped. Thank you. Haley Knox, everybody. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.